This week on the Geek Explained Book Club, someone will die. Of fun! Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explained Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Trevor Harrison, Mark Brooks, Stuart Eminen, David LaFuente, Takeshi Miyazawa, Rafa Sandoval, Sarah Pacelli, or Pacelli, I don't know, Chris Somney, Joel Jones, Jamie McKelvey, and Scotty Young's ultimate spider-man we're in double digits for that and we're quickly encroaching (laughs) on 20 names and if there are any more artists in this book i'm gonna lose it there there are there are god uh we're talking ultimate spider-man this week specifically the death of Ultimate Spider-Man. Volume 4 of Ultimate Comics Spider-Man is entitled The Death of Spider-Man. And I'm joined by the only two men who I would trust to aid me in a last stand against all six, sort of six, of my most lethal and brutal enemies. First off, he's the man who I can always trust to flame on and throw out a goblin. It's Jacob Brown. Hey guys, great to be here. Death Spider-Man. And I can always count on him to drive a van that he's recently stolen into my arch enemy. It's Malcolm Russell Nelson. Marvel Comics proudly presents Malcolm Joshua Russell Nelson. <laughs> In this guy's okay. van just got stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a totally ripper of a moment. That's so sick. <laughs> it's so good. It's so, We're going to talk about it, but God, guys, we're here. We have come to the end of this chapter in ultimate spider-man um i was i coming into this i had never read this um i think the the final page where he dies is like the is plastered across the internet so like that Mm -hmm. page i knew about but literally everything else was fucking wild um (laughs) jacob how did you feel about going through this uh all right it (laughs) <laughs> really was honestly, you, i love the enthusiasm <laughs> it, it was you know it was it, it was uh, i did kind of already knew, heard about what happened but um i didn't know how this was gonna end the way it is i kind of thought it was a little lackluster in terms of his like battle. really yeah just for me because it felt very i don't know i just I was hoping more of an epic battle of like all across the city. Like I was expecting like mm. them to like fight for like a wave of destruction, uh, very on the style of like death of Superman. Like uh, that, I think that's why I, I think that's why I don't like the deaths of s- certain heroes anymore that much is because I keep comparing it to death of Superman. And uh, it, I keep expecting this big extravagance, like all Royale, like ex- uh, battle to the death. And yeah. uh, this was kind of uh, this was kind of like uh, like broken into, into little parts for like for Peter and stuff like that. I don't know. It just felt um, felt a little, little. It was sad. Yeah, I will say that yeah. <laughs> it was very sad at the end. But 
but I don't know. I just, I guess I thought it was a little bit, I thought, I guess I had high anticipations that I didn't think of. I mean, it was, it was definitely more intimate than the death of Superman. Yeah. Like yeah. there was no, like you said, no huge battle across the, across the city though. I would say it does from the opening page to the final page, go across the city. Uh, yeah. But I'm, it was, it was all contained into one neighborhood, the most dangerous neighborhood in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Exactly. Live in Forest Hills, you're fucked. Like you're, <laughs> doesn't you're, matter. Like if anything I've learned, never live in Forest Hills in Queens. Yeah. Because <laughs> that neighborhood is cursed. cursed and no yeah. wonder last volume, that one lady was like, I'm moving. Yeah. Yeah. All I can think about is that they got out of there just in time. <laughs> just in time. <laughs> I mean, she did because her husband still stayed there. That's true. Her husband, yeah, right? Like, yeah, and like that's probably always what they were talking about. Do you think he died? She is living. Who knows? Do you think he died? No, everyone. I don't think anybody died. Yeah. yeah, except for one person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. So, Malcolm, how did you feel about revisiting this? Because you've read this. Yeah, before. I I was reading this when it was coming out monthly. Because uh, again, I can't oh, imagine that. That's wild. Yeah, it was a really weird time. Uh, because I mean, at at that time, you know, you you know, they they called their shot. They called it the death of Spider Man. Uh, but when you're reading it monthly, you don't know. You don't know that it's actually going to be a real thing. You don't know that they're actually going to commit to it. You know, mm. death in comic books has a very you know, uh, a very taboo feeling of, you know, not actually ever committing to the bit in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And this one just didn't feel real, like throughout the whole thing. But my favorite thing about this story is that it has, it, it uses one of the best story elements that I think Spider-Man stories can do, which is a Spider-Man exhaustion story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think of stuff like, uh, Honestly, like, like, uh, no, nothing can stop the juggernaut. Yeah. Like, mm. a, you know, just mm -hmm. like a exhaustion story of mm. we just exhaust Spider-Man to the, the point. Best Spider-Man stories. One of the best Spider-Man stories. Yeah. I, I love a story where they, where they just tire down Spider-Man. I love that that's what this is. And then it ends in, you know, death. Like, <laughs> that's as it, it probably like, should. As yeah. it probably should. I think that's kind of really rad. Um, it gives it, it gives this entire series a good consequence, you know, well, a good feeling of consequences yeah. of the actions and what's happening and the realism of like, here's a 16 year old kid. Yeah. He's running around doing this. You that, know, that but, is something that I think we, we definitely need to put in perspective too, because like by the time that super Superman died, he was prime in his career. He yeah. Was, yeah. Ideally when he's like death of Superman, he's like late twenties at the youngest. Yeah, I, like, I think he's like mid thirties. Yeah. yeah, which still like now that I'm thirty, it's like no superheroes can be younger than me, or else I have to feel really bad about myself. Hey, Eric, I <laughs> trust me, I understand. Welcome but, to welcome time. to being a mentor, a super mentor. Now. No, yeah. it's all about. I have a real hard time with it. Trust me, yeah. I'm still the young hot. Just freshly left my mentor. Oh man, When's I the just moved to a new city. Oh nope. man, the 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 sidekick is like, hey, when's the last time you got out of a chair and not go? Urgh. Yep, <laughs> never. That's us. That's yeah, yeah never. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um. But yeah, the fact that this Spider-Man, literally, as which is fucking crazy to me, due to the fact that this is, we're starting with issue one hundred and fifty-six, has only been Spider-Man for a year. 
mm-hmm. is wild. Like, a little over a year. A little like, over a year. Yeah, and he year. is like, I mean, he's fighting against the Sinister Six, sort of. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like... There's six of them. Sure. There, it, there were. <laughs> at, at, you know what? You're absolutely right. At one point in this comic, there's absolutely six there of them. There is six yeah. of them at a There are six points. of them present in this book. Yes. At different times. <laughs> yeah. Um, just yeah, the like, fact that there just is... Just like No Way Home. <laughs> where it's like, there was there were six people in there. Six like, total. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> but the fact that this does feel, like you said, like a story of desperation. I really, really dig. And not just from Peter. There are characters here that I can't wait to like talk about. Their moments that are going to be like, that are going to stick with me. Like following, you know, reading past this book. But... With all the preamble out of the way, let's talk about the death of Spider-Man. Kicking things off with issue 156. And I love the way that this starts off. The Marvel Comics proudly presents... Me too. The death of Spider-Man. Makes it feel like an event. Absolutely. It's cinematic as hell. Yeah. And we start off with uh, a well-known face to Ultimate Spider-Man at this point. It's Carol Danvers. Hey! What's top, cop. top cop <laughs> top cop who uh is showing off to basically showing off her shiny new gun to norman osborne who we like all thought <laughs> yeah, yeah you're not wrong uh to more like normal average sized osborne uh, <laughs> um, who is alive which is crazy to me right yeah. We thought he died. We thought yeah. he was killed when mm-hmm. I think it was, wasn't it Carol that shot him in the head? Uh, or was it Fury? It, yes, it would have been Carol. Carol. Yeah. Somebody shot him in the head. We thought it he was done Carol. for. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And the death of the goblin story before yeah. Ultimate. Yes. Which yeah. makes me think death of the goblin, fake out. Death of Spider Man, fake out? Question right. mark? Exactly. That's the yeah. thing. That's the thing. Which is interesting. Which is interesting. But um, she's basically bragging to him that he's in custody, that he can't turn to the goblin anymore, which we will find out whether that is true or not. But we cut back to Queens in New York with our favorite couple. That is a great song. I have to, I need to it is a great song. Yeah. It's a great scene transition song. Yeah. Civil War still rules. Um, yeah, it's the best MCU movie. I'll give it a fuck mm, um, And we find <laughs> sitting in this diner having a nice little lunch date, Peter Parker and... The girl who waited. Mary Jane Watson. And right out the gate, let's just talk about this. Bagley's back, baby. Yeah. Mark Bagley came back to kill off his child. To kill off his baby boy. <laughs> he's like, he did the Grant Morrison thing with Damien where he's like, no one can kill my child except me. Exactly. <laughs> yes. He's my boy, my boy. And I think we, and we've talked about it before on the book club, but just how far bagley's art has changed uh-huh. from that initial ultimate spider-man start to here is uh-huh. kind of wild yeah kind of 
I kind of noticed that he's he's looking a little more like Terry Dodson or a little bit so like that's I could kind of, kind of see that kind it's of, a little uh, that little face Art Adams of MJ's at the at the bottom of the first page. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's very, very much very Dodson. I see, which that. is not a bad thing because Terry no. Dodson rules. Fucking yes. rules. Um, Draws one of my favorite Marvel uh, comics, uh, the Spider-Man Marvel Knights. I really liked sure. that book. <laughs> not wrong. It's the only reason I love that book. <laughs> so pretty you little shit poster <laughs> <laughs> i love the goblin design in that it's that really design so that design does a rule um but their dinner or their lunch date is interrupted by someone calling peter on the phone and as we pan out we see agent venom flash thompson standing outside the window <laughs> I mean, right? <laughs> right. That's who that is. He's got the black <laughs> gloves and jacket and everything. Right. But no, it's Ultimate Steve Rogers, aka Ultimate John Walker, who is here to continue the after school training of Peters, aka the continuation of My Hero Academia. And I just, I love the status quo for Pete and Mary here. Like, I love the two of them just like, yeah, go off, go do your thing. I love you. Like, this is the life that we live. Do you know why you love it? Because it's very much the one of the greatest endings of a superhero movie of all time, Spider-Man 2. Go get him, Tiger. The go get him, Tiger. And uh, then the holding right. on MJ for the last frame of the movie. <sighs> oh, well, she realizes the life that she's... Right now. It's yeah. the greatest fucking ending for anything. <laughs> perfect ending perfect, perfect ending. ending but that's exactly what the status quo is and it's yeah. beautiful though again i we talked we mentioned it last week i still think that spider-man 3 has the best ending out of the three movies i will give you that listen uh, throughout yeah. this entire thing i did have in my mind uh one of my favorite bits in spider-man 3 which is the announcer saying this could be the end of spider-man of spider-man of- <laughs> Yep. <laughs> which is kind uh, of awesome and wild like it's just a trailer line clearly but like it fucking rules <laughs> Spider-Man 3 is great listeners go rewatch Spider-Man 3 it fucking owns there's also a moment that I'm going to call back to with Spider-Man 3 later on you probably know what it is but hold that thought because we cut back to the Triskelion where uh, Norman basically reveals hey Guys, remember how you said I couldn't goblin up anymore? Well, goblin on. And he <laughs> bursts out of that, turning back into the goblin, looking a little more demonic than last time as well. Yeah, that fucking yeah. last panel of him like laughing up in the sky. He's like, <laughs> like that is very Dodson. I will give so you. Sick. As the it's horns so are just growing out of his head. Like, yeah, so he is tight. the demon. He yes. is absolutely the demon. Gone, gone, form a man. Do you think? Do you think at this come the demon? No longer Norman. Do you think he's been secretly like making a deal with Manifesto? You know that like that's why he's been getting more. Manifesto confirmed. Manifesto confirmed. Manifesto confirmed. confirmed. Oh my God! (laughs) Harold Danvers is secretly Manifesto confirmed. I knew it. I knew it. I called it confirmed. (laughs) And so Goblin tears through the Triskelion before he. uh, It's Jesus. Uh, speaking of uh, demons and fire and brimstone, he's very obsessed with gods now, yes. and he's like he's on a mission from God to kill. He has. Parker. He has been for a while. He he Stop. was chosen. He was chosen, no. and him and his brother Elwood are now going to go across <laughs> New York City on a path on, from a mission from God. No, he's been doing this. He's been doing this shtick for a while. 
because I mean that goes back to uh, the second story when he when he first came back. Mm. He was very obsessed with gods there too. Like he kept talking I about. Was, like, I guess that's I true. I thought he was doing this my boy. Yeah, that was the my boy. My and boy. Then, like we're gods. Like we oh, we yeah. are gods among men. Like, yeah. yeah, but uh, here he yeah. he goes full on like yeah. He is a like cult leader. Priest. Yeah, and every he basically good... he thinks that he survived death, and now he just believes like oh God has sent me. I back. am risen. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And he He's decides. Oh, Jesus. And he decides <laughs> for this holy crusade to kill Peter Parker, he needs some apostles. So mm-hmm. he finds Electro, Sandman, Doc Ock, Vulture, and Not Craven to break out of the <laughs> Triskelion and make their way into the city. Meanwhile, uh, Peter Parker as Spider-Man catches up with uh, with Ultimate Cap. By the way, seeing him just now in this uh, in this backpack reminded me. I want to give a shout out to um, to Jacob on Twitter, who put me on to apparently Spider-Man PS4 has been ported over to the PC, and people are doing mods up the wazoo. Uh, yes. Jacob Goodhart sent me on Twitter. They now have an ultimate spider-man mod <gasps> for the that, pc version of the game that fucks. and he showed me there's even one with him in a backpack that oh, fucks. Oh, that's, oh, that's it looks so good there are so many good mods now for it. i saw one there for really spider-man are. unlimited which uh-huh awesome. and spectacular spider-man i saw and one too which looks Spider-Man? perfect which oh, is awesome god I mean, how do you make one of the best games of all time even better? You put a backpack on it. You put a backpack on it. Is that your new put a bird on it? Yeah, you put a backpack on it. How do you make your hero even better? Why do you think Cap wears his shield the way he does? I, I always love, I, I love seeing that. And, and this was before, like, oh, it just, like, snaps onto something on his back. Yeah. This is when he just uses the straps as backpack straps. As backpack straps, yes. yeah. I That's love right. that, you know, they couldn't practically do that for the MCU, yeah. so they just made it like, oh, well, he's got, like, the straps. He's got thing. the straps just on his <laughs> like, costume. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, it's fine. That's it cool. works. Because <laughs> then the straps always there. It looks even better. Like, You're not wrong. Yeah, it's awesome. But also, how fucking great does Bagley draw ultimate Captain America? Bagley's secretly one of the best Captain America artists. I wish he had like a Captain America run. Bagley needs to do a cap I run. I would, I would buy cap, cap so... life story. Ooh. I would buy Captain America life story written by Mark Wade, art by Mark Bagley. And it's just, fo- I mean, and it just takes place from where you have cap and Spider-Man life story. I'd be so happy with that. Oh, that would be interesting too. Because I love that. That's a sweet little nugget that you get in there of like Cap joining Vietnam in the 60s. That is so cool. That is such a great idea. Give me that book so hard. Spider-Man Life Story. We we did a full episode on it or I did a full episode on it for the podcast where I cried. It's it's one of the best Spider-Man stories of all time. It's incredible. It is easily one of the best Spider-Man stories of all time quite possibly one of if not the best endings to a spider-man book that i've ever seen i've st- yeah at least one of i'm getting choked up thinking about it now it's it makes yeah. me cry. <laughs> um so basically cap has brought spidey to the cemetery 
to basically let him know, hey, you're going to die. <laughs> By the end of this book, you're going to die. He says that specifically, hey, just so you know, in issue four or five of this arc, and Spider-Man's like, what are you talking about? He caps says, oh, also, I'm John Walker, and I have ascended. Yeah, exactly. I know all. I've I know all. all. I am the watcher on the wall. And it stabs him in the back, and he just goes, hell, Hydra. And then like pulls it right out. And then he also has, oh, and I've also got the Watcher's eye from that seminal story. <laughs> Original sin. <laughs> that wasn't even the same universe. <laughs> Shut up and die. Oh, and die. Squirt. <laughs> Squirt. Uh, so uh, he, but he's squirt. basically there to tell him like, hey, like this, these are the stakes. This is what's going on. And then he gets called. He gets a call not from Carol about like, hey, look, this stuff's going down, but something else, which we will uh, very shortly get acquainted with. Yes. Meanwhile, um, our boy, Ben Yurik, is there on the scene where we see mm. that a, <laughs> the villains escaped with a Black Hawk helicopter and just crashed it into, into Bryant Park. What assholes? Villain behavior. Honestly, menaces. (laughs) (laughs) To society. Menaces to society. And by the way, this entire time, Norman has been naked. Yeah, Yeah, because he's a god. He doesn't care. (laughs) We're gods. We don't need clothes. Also, I feel like like there should be a consequence for goblining out as hard as he does. I feel like he just shouldn't have a penis anymore. Think he should be Kendalled? I think he's Kendalled. Yeah. (laughs) I think uh, he's actually this is just... the sacrifice you make to be a goblin. <laughs> <laughs> like guys, guys, all you have to do is just cut your penis and balls off. Oh my Trust god. Me, you're gonna feel so much better. Like, and, and everyone's I'm like, what goblin. the fuck are you talking about? Sandman's <laughs> like, I don't even remember if I can make that. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, it's kind of true because he's not the only one naked. It's uh, Electro's naked with him too. So oh, that's true. Yes, yeah, so, true. Yeah. Sandman kind of, but not really um he's just half naked it's unclear yeah unclear but anyway so they uh they go to this little like safe house place and they're like okay we gotta get ready to like get out of here because the ultimates are gonna be on us and then vulture clicks on the tv and says i think they're gonna be busy and norman immediately is like this is god's work god wants me to succeed so we cut to a bridge, a very specific bridge in uh-huh. Spider-Man history. Spidey told Gwen to stay at home with Aunt May. He doesn't want her anywhere near this bridge. <laughs> yeah. And really, no one should be near this bridge because there is a superhuman civil war happening on this very bridge that Spider-Man arrives to a little bit too late because there are explosions happening already. Malcolm, can you break down what is happening on this bridge? Okay. So this book is coming out concurrently with another book uh, written by Mark Millar and drawn by uh, uh, Lanil Yu uh, called Ultimate Comics Avengers vs. New Ultimates. This is going to come right after Ultimate Comics Avengers 3. 
which is the big vampire story, which is fucking awesome uh, and insane. Uh, and end with, ends with Captain America transporting, it ends with Captain America using Mjolnir to transport the Triskelion all the way to the Middle East so that they could burn out all of the vampires, <laughs> which is wild. An absolutely fucking wild story. And it also oh gives us a brand new daredevil just to kill him. For just to kill them all. In the first <laughs> I've never heard of this. This is amazing. The book is fan-fucking-tastic. It has vampire Hulk. It's trash, but it's it amazing. It's so good. Uh, so after that, oh my God, uh, so stupid. the ultimate uh, find out that someone is selling uh someone is selling uh super soldiers to the middle east and to other invading places other places to to help them invade and overthrow their governments and the ultimates find out that nick fury has been doing that at the same time uh, nick fury and his black ops avengers squad find out that someone has been doing has been selling uh super soldiers all across the world to places that could uprise their governments. And the person who's been doing that is Carol Danvers. And so someone set up both Carol Danvers and Nick Fury to look like fall guys. And so the two teams go into a war about it. Uh, The person who set them up is a person who we haven't met in this book. He's been exclusively in the ultimate comics Avengers books, Uh, a wonderful character creation who a very long time ago in this podcast, we brought up Daniel Craig and I said, wait a second, Daniel Craig was clearly the design for a character. We'll get to that character later. Oh, a character is Dr. Gregory Stark. Who oh, is Tony Stark's brother. What? And is 100%. I heard about just, this. 100% was clearly designed to be Daniel Craig. Like 100%, which is awesome. Oh, my God. Uh, So Gregory Stark is Tony's brother uh, in the Ultimate Universe uh, and always wants to be better than Tony, and Tony always wants to be better than him. Uh, Gregory Stark is smarter and a complete piece of shit. Uh, (laughs) So he's a Stark, I got you. Yeah, he's a Stark. Uh, So he's trying to take over S.H.I.E.L.D. and burn out uh, Carol and Nick, and so he puts them into a war against each other. Uh, That is Ultimate Comics... Avengers versus New Ultimates, which we get a little bit of that with this, because a certain person is on the Avengers squad and has a very big part in this story in a minute. Thank you, Malcolm. So Spidey is witnessing. It's a dumb, dumb book. It literally (laughs) ends with everyone being hulked out. Like all the (laughs) Avengers get like hulked out. It's wild. But you guys should all read uh, Mark Millar's Ultimate Comics Avengers run one, two, three, and this book because it's pretty fun. They're, they're, especially the first one, I think, is actually really awesome. It has the Red Skull. It has Ultimate Red Skull, who's super fun. Ultimate Red Skull, I actually I do love. know about. And I, I fucking love that. Still don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> uh, a book drawn by Carlos Pacheco, who mm-hmm. just yesterday retired. Mm. which is crazy which is crazy i'm actually like really heartbroken about it i love yeah. carlos Pacheco's art well it's you bad. know it's it he has a body of work to to rest with yeah basically he he's like i don't need i've already drawn some of the best looking comics in the biz like yeah i don't need to do anything more now there were no more worlds to conquer 
<laughs> it's true. <laughs> Carlos Pacheco, we love you. So Spider-Man is witnessing this fracas going on on top of the bridge when he gets a call and he's just like, hey, MJ's calling him. She's like, did you see the news? And he's like, yeah, there's an explosion and fighting going on. She's like, no, the other news. Norman Osborn's alive. And escaped again. This keeps happening again. (laughs) She's like, you got to go save Aunt May and Gwen. And then we cut to uh, issue 157. A great cover, by the way. Literally coming out of the page. Yeah. Uh, We see Spidey rushing away from the scene of the battle to go find his his family. Meanwhile, back at the uh, little penthouse, uh, Norman once again reiterates like, hey, we're all going to go kill Peter Parker. It's going to be great. And surprisingly... Someone doesn't want to go along with the plan. It's ya boy, Otto Octavius. This is why I wanted us to read Ultimate uh, Ultimate uh, Doomsday. Because uh, okay. I, think I get it now. Very important for this story. That's a because it makes sense. because yeah, look sense. at where he's come now. Yeah, look at he's where proud he of is. him. Yeah, he's, he's proud, proud of, of him. his. Boy. He's like guys, like I, I just want to be a scientist. He's like, look at the shit I made. Yeah. Like, I made some cool ass shit. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. We did something great, Norman, but let's let's get out of this, man. Like, we're free. Let's go make the next. It's time to make the next big thing. Like, exactly. I want. I want to make. I want to make a car that can also, for a little bit, be a boat. (laughs) I just watched this James Bond movie. Have you guys seen this spy who loved me? I'm a really big fan of Octopussy, and I don't know why. <laughs> but that sounds something delicious. about it. <laughs> um, so he's basically like, I got this master plan that I think will be really good if we can just. And Norman's immediately like, I fucking hate Steve Ditko, and he punches him out <laughs> of the window. Uh, Otto is able to summon the metal to catch him though before he hits the ground the dope as hell thing. yeah coolest thing dope this is why it's cool that this is his power set i, I know jacob i know that you weren't about the power this, set when it happened but this is dope as hell i i like shit. i liked this moment i did I, so <laughs> this is the part where i was just saying i still think this is stupid as fuck but i really think this this was really cute this, this was <laughs> fucking cool <man. laughs> it was really cool that he like <laughs> Just pull all the metal around him, and it just like it, it looked like it liquefied and formed into yeah. his arms. And him just I, like, with his arms going, Norman. I love that he always has to have the harness too. He always like yeah, he builds it around him. Yeah, That's it's so his safety. Silly. It's Linus in his blanket. He's like, I gotta have it near me. <laughs> it's so silly. I love it's it. So weird. <laughs> so uh, we begin the smackdown of Hulk and Magneto. I mean, um, Norman and Otto. In the middle of the street, in a great Tis a blood fight. feud. Tis a blood feud. <laughs> the best thing Craven's ever said is "Tis a blood feud." <laughs> Which now he's some now now what? He's a pirate. Yeah, yeah. like what is with his accent? This, it's so this, all over the place. <laughs> there was we we were talking a little bit off mic about a human target, and Jacob brought up Mad Men. There is a very specific thing, and only you've you're only gonna this is only gonna make sense to you if you've watched Mad Men. Um, the kid of Don Draper, the main character, is named Bobby. 
Bobby went through Bobby. at least three actors. And at one point, the what? yes, <laughs> for whatever reason, they kept recasting this kid. And at one point, um, they go to visit Bobby because he's been at summer camp and they do a very meta thing in their writing where Bobby goes like, I'm not even the first Bobby at this camp. I think I'm like Bobby three. And I was incensed by this because I was very attached to that first Bobby. And every time they recasted him, it made me more angry watching that show. And so when the writers decided, hey, fuck Eric, let's throw this in his face. I almost flipped the table. This has so mad funny. I'm Bobby 3 energy with Craven. So He's like, funny. I'm the third Craven. Craven. <laughs> it's the I'm fucking... from Asgard, apparently. So <laughs> I'm... I I'm Pirate Craven. It's the fucking bit in She-Hulk when Bruce is like, listen, I was a totally different person yeah. last time I saw Abomination. Okay, just <laughs> let me yeah. get on my soapbox here. She-Hulk fucking rules. It, okay? Did you watch today's? I haven't watched it yet. This is literally it's the, best the first thing yet. I've done today. It's the best episode yet. It's so fucking good. People who are shitting on She-Hulk either you haven't read the comics yourself. or they don't know what fun is. Because She-Hulk yeah. rules. It's the best of the Marvel shows. And... I... Yeah. She-Hulk just got a Filipino love interest. So, I mean, it's the mm-hmm. best show on TV right now. I hate to break I, it to you all. Yeah. I need it's to, great. I still need to watch it. I, you um, need to watch Jacob, you I'm, would love it. It's I'm amazing. Slugging, it, it I'm slugging up. through the Miss Marvel right now. The, the you know, I, like, I, I, like, I like certain things about Miss Marvel. I like yeah. certain. I like the casting choices. Love the casting choices. I love a lot of the visual cues in the early part of the mm-hmm. show, mm-hmm. which they kind of like all the Scott Pilgrim stuff. Yeah, yes, yeah. the very, uh, the very kind of writing let yeah. go of yeah. near the end of the show, which sucks. Love, love the Scott Pilgrim stuff. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I was trying to figure out what it's, that was. It's was, very Edgar Wright. Yeah. It's very, very Edgar, Edgar Wright. Yeah, which oh, is who shit. they should get for stuff like this. Yes, yes. exactly. Too bad they burned that bridge. Anyway, I, mm, mm, I don't know. Mm, I don't oh, know. Really? I don't know. Never say never. Yeah. To a big know. enough bag of money. Yeah, it's true. Listen, guys, Edgar Wright's Blade. No, no. no. <laughs> I would rather have Jordan Peele's Blade. Fuck, oh, fuck. He would never want to do that. He wouldn't, but it would be I, incredible. I don't want that be awesome, but I don't want that for him. It would be incredible. I would think he would do like like Luke Cage or something like that to revamp that. Jordan Poole's no, Luke Cage he, would be cause incredible. Because he, he wants to do horror stuff, so I think Blade would actually be a really cool pick. Blade but... would make a lot of sense for him. <sighs> Howling Commandos by Jordan Peele. <laughs> Alright, you sold me. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, the battle begins. Fucking Pirate Craven. Tis a battle. Tis a blood feud. I bet you guys forgot that uh, Doc Ock has fucked up eyes. Because I totally did. Uh, yeah, me too. I kind of <laughs> his did not, eyes are so cool. But it's so fucking good. It's very, and maybe it's just because I finally started watching it. It's very cyberpunk. Uh, okay. Everyone go watch Edge Runners on It is Netflix. on my list. It is. I'm about halfway through the season. And it is fucking incredible. That's all I hear. Netflix animated stuff has been like for a yeah. while now. Yeah, they're, they're killing it. They are crushing it. And... Um, Dragon Prince right. comes back in like two months, yo. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so meanwhile, back at the Parker household, Aunt May. Oof, Aunt May. Aunt May is looking <laughs> great. God damn. Bagley knows that Aunt May's hot. Yeah. 
Yeah, he does. Bagley knows. Um, but Peter Parker has come there to uh, rescue not just Aunt May, but also... The girl from the wrong side of the tracks. Uh, he's basically there to tell Gwen and May, like, look, shit's going down. Norman's loose. I, he knows where we live. We can't have you here. You got to go. And so May's like, okay, you're coming with me then. And Peter goes, nope, sorry. I got to go deal with this. I got to fight this head on. And so he swings off. And Aunt May's like, wait, hold on. Before you go, I'm about to hit send on this death of super. Oh, man. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I wanted to get his idea. I wanted I really to get his thoughts to get his on this. <laughs> so I've got the elevator pitch. We've got the DC summit coming up. I just, I don't know. That's probably not important. I can, I can I'll, tell I'll, I'll see him later. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see uh, later. Two things to note here. One, yes. no one draws the side profile of Spider-Man like Mark Bagley does. It's so true. Holy that big ass bug eye covering half of his ass, head. Big ass bug eye. And then like you see distinct like the mask shape goes to his nose and then stays pooched out for mm-hmm. his mouth. Yeah. It's the fucking greatest. Uh, the second thing is the return of Gwen's jacket. Yes. Gwen's jacket. Gwen's fucking jacket. <laughs> Gwen's punk jacket. Wow. It's been so been. long. Yeah. But this time it doesn't have spikes. It has nubs because she Reunited knows that she's holding Peter. So nubs. Well, because she's also she's she's moved from punk into scene, and there's that's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, there's different there's aesthetic spikes. changes. That's true. I like to think that she literally plucked off all the spikes on the last jacket and then replaced them with nubs. Well, she went into Spencer's and had them had them <laughs> that's do that. Fair. So that's that's the service they offer. That's very, you know what that uh, makes sense. <laughs> I thought that was hot topic, but uh, I guess they don't. No, do that they, they they re, they apply the studs. Spencer's removes the spikes. Uh, okay, it's a joint okay. thing, only done at the Foothills Mall. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> Tucson wrong. reference. Very... Nothing is done at the Foothills Mall. <laughs> Not anymore. Ooh. Not anymore. Nope. So, <laughs> so the battle continues quick shout out as well to a uh, to a comics writer who's amazing Alyssa Wong who apparently is also from Tucson is also from Tucson I had no idea I had no idea Tucson. I had yeah. no idea Alyssa Wong uh one of the best writers in comics right now she's done Dr. Afra. she just recently wrapped up a great Iron Fist mini that introduced the new Iron Fist Ooh. and uh she has been tapped to relaunch the Deadpool book later this year so wow listen wong's killing it right now but she also uh revealed or i guess just reiterated information that apparently has just been out there this entire time that amadeus cho the totally awesome hulk is also from tucson yes i yes. didn't realize I had no clue yes I, I don't remember that he was from tucson i don't remember that either no, no. Yeah. but looking being... it up it all says from tucson arizona that's wild. That's weird. It's crazy. That's so like weird. as I didn't know there was another Asian American in Tucson. <laughs> I didn't know that. Think of how much better my community life would have been if would I had you, known that I had stayed. Yes, one hundred percent. God damn it, one hundred percent. We would talk. <laughs> we would be recording this in the back of Heroes and Villains right now. God if damn I had known. God Greg Park. <laughs> <laughs> so the battle continues. 
between uh, Norman and Otto until this great we, moment. We created Spider-Man and you think I'm out of my mind. Oh, so good. So good. That fucking, so good. That fucking impression. Um, he is able to batter Otto until we get this great moment of Otto knows he's done. Yep. Otto knows he's dead. Yep. And he just looks up at him with this like, yeah, just go ahead and finish it. Yeah. And the wicked smile that Norman gets knowing he gets to kill this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He fucking bashes. And I swear him. to God, his horns grow more as he's bashing. Yes. It's, it's like he's scarier as he's siphoning the life force. <laughs> it's almost like that, right? Yeah. Because he does something very similar later on that we'll talk yes. about. Yes. Yes, he does. But yeah, he kills Otto in the middle of the street. And Mary like calls Peter. She's like, hey, um, Norman's in the middle of the city. He just killed Doc Ock. Um, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. So Spidey's swinging towards the city when he comes upon the bridge again. Again, just a quick little little foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. He makes it to where Otto fell and finds his dead and charred body. His fucking smoldering head or where his head was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking awful. It's like the torso, actually. Yeah. The upper torso of this completely on fire, except for his arms and legs. Yeah. Yeah. Horrifying. He swings up to the penthouse that they were at. They're gone. They're long gone. And then he sees that the TV is still showing the coverage of the Ultimates and Avengers battle. So he swings off to the bridge because that's the only lead he has. And he gets there just in time to see one Frank Castle aiming a sniper rifle at the head of Captain America. Uh-huh. So ultimate Frank Castle is on uh, Nick Fury's Black Ops squad. Uh, he, he, so this is this moment right here is shared across the two books. This is this is the specific moment that is shared across the two books, uh, because uh, Cap has got Nick Fury on the ground and is about to arrest him and bring him in, uh, and then we get the moment that we get. Frank Castle pointing his sniper rifle right at Cap's head. Spidey sees it, flings himself in the way, pushes Cap just in time to take a bullet through the stomach. And this is where the book went down under for me oh really because 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 of what because of this is with is i feel is the catalyst of what we get in the end result of this book and i didn't like it i didn't like that he was injured the entire time i, I love it makes sense. Sense yeah i mean it, yeah but i i really would have loved him like at his height to at fight at his peak to like yeah to fight the for all of the villains together and to fight norman against this this felt like a crux like a handicap for him to do i can with. see but that's the thing he's that won is, that way he's won before that way the yeah. only way that he could not win is that the cards are stacked against him and that's it right. does speak to just how strong he is with him being able to fight these guys in that desperation exactly of being yeah. injured it's okay. it's a very much it's a peter parker you know backed up against the wall this is also like a reference to like the other times he's been shot too. Like, like in uh, one of the best Spider-Man films ever, The Amazing Spider-Man. 
I could see him like so good. It's so good. It's a good theme. It's a really good theme. Those movies are not good. That's a really good theme. Oh, is that the picture? Yes, I just sent you guys a picture. That's from Ultimate Avengers 2. That's what he usually wears in that book. Oh, so who are the other scrubs? The Captain America of that team. Fuck, of course cool. he is. <laughs> and I love that suit design. I think it rips. Like, it's so amazing. I think it's it so works awesome. in a Punisher versus Cap story. It yeah. makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it's kind of like what he was wearing uh, after Civil War when he was like, yeah. I love Captain America. He's like, I'm Captain America now. <laughs> if Cap's dead, I'm Captain America. I, I am also a military veteran. Yeah. <laughs> I am also a military veteran who is the paragon of virtue. I'm yeah. Frank Castle. Yeah. I'm Captain America. I'm a good guy. <laughs> I'm a good person. He's a good person. Uh, these other people are mostly just not really people. There's Nick Fury there, and then uh, the lady is uh, Ultimate Wasp, but not I the Ultimate it. Wasp. But uh, not I the Ultimate it. Wasp that you think. What? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Ultimate Wasp. Ultimate Black Widow. Oh. oh. Okay. Not the Ultimate Black Widow that you think. That's Monica Chang, who is the ah. second. Who's fucking cool, and also Nick Fury's ex-wife. Great. I oh, love that. Ooh, hot. Okay. Yeah, Monica Chang is fucking cool. That's really cool. I'm she's, for it. she's she's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. So we cut over to uh, issue 158 with a great fucking cover. Great yes. cover. Love great it. cover. Yeah. Not accurate anymore because not accurate at those, all. Yeah. Because one of those characters is gone. But look at Doc Ock in the suit. Like, he I, looks I, fucking I, awesome. because, yeah. Craven is not real. Yeah. yeah. Cra- Craven's not real. Yeah. No, of course. That's it's why it's real. inaccurate. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doc Ock does look slick in that suit, though. I think, <laughs> looks good kind of, suit. I, think I needed that. I think I needed Doc Ock in a suit. All, Everyone's all the crazy time. about a sharp dressed octopus man. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what he's been wearing in the six one six now. Which yeah, is cool. he's just wearing like a white suit. He looks like Kingpin. It's fucking tight. well. He he <laughs> looks like um, animated series Doc Ock before he got the arms. That's true. The, the, the middle like, arms. He, he, the arms. Oh, we're not going to be able to say that anymore. Oh. The middle arms. Because now both of them are dead. (laughs) (laughs) Death sometimes means something. Uh, Quick moment of silence for the alms. So we cut to the uh, Tinkerer's Tinkerer's lap where he's working on the Beatles helmet, which I think Uh is very cool. It's Uh very cool. Making it look even more Beatly. Like, Mm -hmm. it looks really fucking good. Also, I don't know why I just thought of this. Did we ever find out what what the Beatle did with Venom? No. Okay, great. So, (laughs) the Tinkerer's working on the Beatles helmet. He took it to Latveria because he was a Latverian agent, and then that's it. Great. But But ultimatum. Ultimatum happened. Great. So they're there to uh, get some new stuff so that they can attack Peter with uh, the full force and the full might of whatever they can find. I love the Craven bit where he's like, I would very much like to open a tab. (laughs) (laughs) Right after that, he says, yar. (laughs) I uh, would like to very much open the tab there. <laughs> That's Craven 3. 
That was an amazing Clancy Brown impersonation. <laughs> yeah. right now. That was so good. Hey, Norman, I don't think we'd be able to uh, capture the Spider-Man. The Spidey-Man. The Spidey-Man. <laughs> so we, speaking of the Spidey-Man, we cut over and Spidey is uh, having a rough time. He's bleeding out. That sniper bullet was a biggin. And so he's got a <laughs> hole in his stomach. <laughs> And he is not doing well. Yeah, he's hurting. And he goes through this. Uh, he goes through this monologue, this inner monologue of like, I have to go to a hospital. Like I'm bleeding. There's no like I can't just like stitch this up. I have to go to a hospital. But this is it yeah. for me. Like once I go to the hospital, this is it. They're gonna unmask me, and that's it. That's. And he goes all the way up to the line of saying that's the death of Spider Man without saying it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, everyone's going to know. And I just, I, this sucks. And just at that moment, the Sinister Five fly overhead, heading towards his house. This is one of the greatest pages in Spider-Man history. It is literally that moment of, you, and you can hear the yep. Elfman score. Uh-huh. Of him just realizing because he's been chasing them down all day. He knows where they're going. He knows what he has to do. This is him choosing to stop the mugger. And he fl- and he thwips on after them. The sequencing of panels here is powerful. The panel of him looking up and then looking down in the shadow on his mask as he makes the choice and the and there's no words except yeah. for the mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. just because he because he's hurting he's, he's like hurting. Oh, i don't wanna <laughs> but he knows in his heart like this is what he's been fighting for this, this is, is the moment him choosing to use his great power responsibly that's the thing i think at this moment peter knows he's gonna die I mean, I would if I was in that situation. That That's the moment in Spider-Verse where he's just like, I am so tired. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> this, is, this is it. He, he knows he's done. But he knows he that he has up. to try anyway. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so good. And that's the fucking best thing about Spider-Man. We then cut to the Parker household. And we find... Uh, Double D and Ed uh, showing up to the Parker household. That's a very late nineties If you don't, if you were born in the last twenty years, that's not going to make any sense to you. Um, Too bad there's no butter toast anyway. (laughs) But you both got it, so you don't get to say shit about my reference. it's like me last week when I was referencing like Je- the famous Jet Jackson. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I know. I thought about that for like three days after. I was like, I <laughs> famous Jet Jackson. I fucking <laughs> loved that show. That show was my goal in life. <laughs> then I just looked at him like. Then I just looked at like pictures of him as Cyborg from Smallville. And it was yeah, really, that oh. too. Oh, and then your heart just sad. like because he was fucking awesome. He was great. He was, he was great. great. Gone too soon. Yeah, seriously. And so we see Bobby Drake and Johnny Storm rolling up to the Parker household after a night of debauchery, a.k.a. a failed double date. Mm-hmm. And they get home and nobody's there. They see a note 
left on the phone uh, that says get out of the house immediately and call me as and call as soon as you get to a safe place. Why isn't your phone on? <laughs> Why isn't your phone on? That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> it's so, I don't know if it says specifically who wrote it, but that's absolutely a Aunt May thing to write. Oh, yeah. Why isn't your phone on? Also, call me. I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> what is that's what I say when I go to voicemail sometimes. I used to do is just like, hi on? there. Why is uh, hi there? What is the point of owning a mobile phone when you don't even answer it? Uh, anyway. That's actually true. I have received one of those voicemails from Jim <laughs> Brown over the years. <laughs> it has happened. Um, but yeah, so they are, they know something's up. They don't know when's home. They know they got to get out of there. Unfortunately, as the door opens, they find that the uh, the Fab Five have arrived, and Norman's wearing pants, so you know it's serious. Mm-hmm. And I love this because Johnny is immediate. Johnny Storm, J- Jacob. Johnny has mad Cal energy. Oh yeah, and that's only a reference that Jacob and I are going to understand because we played D D together. Uh, Johnny oh, yeah. sees this group of supervillains and immediately just goes, "Can I help you?" <laughs> like he is so tight. posturing up immediately so sick it squares so. up johnny storm is so fucking cool and the guys are like is that him no nah, 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 it's not him and i love that they it's taking them a lot to convince themselves like that is not him is that him <laughs> it, it i mean he's him. a teenager no, yeah exactly. he obviously isn't scared of us there's got to be a reason and so Norman wants them to bring Peter out. And I love this, this moment where Norman's just like Peter Parker now. And you see a flicker of fire come up from Johnny's eyes as he just goes, better idea. You get the hell out of here. Or you're going to have to paint on new eyebrows. And he fucking flames on and everyone's like, oh, shit. And then he starts battling with the goblin. So fucking cool it's fucking really tight. cool so fucking cool fucking i also love that you don't see norman transform this time he just like pops into it yeah yeah i think that's that's fucking terrifying that he is... just all of a sudden it's just boom he's just there and i just i love the idea of the two of them clashing and just causing like this big old flame up this explosion yeah. whenever it's oh fireball it's so cool. yeah the two big fire users in the ultimate yeah. universe so cool he's like singeing him too that's that's actually yeah he's burning him yeah Meanwhile, uh, Bobby ices up and he goes to join the fracas. However, uh, Sandman overwhelms Johnny, drains him enough to put out his fire. Bobby goes after them, but they are outnumbered. As good as they are at what they do, they are outnumbered by these guys. And there's, oh, they are able to... They throw Bobby through this window. They're like, okay, we got to fucking... We got to figure out what's going on here. Um, but Osborne's out. Like Johnny put him out, and I think yeah. that's dope as hell. Which is fucking sick. Same. Yeah. Everyone's really like, cool. everyone else like, okay, I don't know where he is, but the kid's here. We need to figure out what's going on. And then all of a sudden, Craven stops, and he goes, "Darby," as he turns. <laughs> he, he he does the con in a uh, in Star Trek Two yes. when they. He's like, there she is. There she is. <laughs> As the camera pans up the street and we see silhouetted Spider-Man. Fucking awesome. Dope Just, as man. hell. Fucking Mac, dude. This this sequence Bar-bar-bar. is badass. 
Like, ah, so cool. It's badass. Vulture lunges at him, gets webbed in the face for his troubles, and just yeeted out of the neighborhood. (laughs) So good. Uh, For you Dragon Ball fans, he gives him the old school uh, dragon throw from from Budokai 2. Yes, he does. (laughs) (laughs) And specifically, Peter's there unmasked. Mm -hmm. Because he knows that they know who he is. Mm -hmm. And he's not hiding anymore. And he launches Vulture out of the neighborhood and just goes, who's next? Which brings us to chapter 159. Peter versus now the uh, not-so-fantastic four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The frightful uh, four, if you will. Fr- Judd, absolutely. The terrorism three right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right. The terrible trio. The terrible trio. Uh, so uh, not Craven... Electro and Sandman go after uh, go after Spidey, um, and they just start the they start the dust up right there. However, Spider Man's faced them enough; he knows how to deal with them. He yeah. kicks off a fire hydrant, uses the water to short out Electro, and then goes you know knocks him out, knocks out Craven, and is able to disable Sandman. However, when he looks up, the entire neighborhood's watching him. And in a real shitty way, one kid is live streaming. It's fucked up. They are definitely not the uh, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us New Yorkers. They mm. are uh, no, modern like, day New Yorkers. Yeah. <laughs> they were the ones in the train. Black lady, though, who's like on the line with fucking 911. Like, <laughs> yeah, she's like, no, I'm telling you, it's actually Spider Man. He's hurt. He asked Spider-Man. me to He's call. Hurt. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking cool. And, and, and the police. I, I, I think we need the police. Yeah. <laughs> However, uh, Pete's spidey sense goes off as Sandman goes for a second attack. Uh, Vulture is returned, and they are kicking the shit out of this kid. I'm sorry, I hear that. that uh, Christopher Young of Sandman every single time. That's like my favorite thing. From all- <laughs> it is great. It is great. <laughs> it sounds like he's a 50s monster or something like that. <laughs> Oh, that that is a good pull. Um, and there's this, and again, just because I've been uh, just because I've been watching Cyberpunk Edge Runners, uh, the song "Let You Down" from Cyberpunk Edge Runners was playing on my uh, on my shuffle while reading this, and it is perfect because there's this sense of dread because he's he's outnumbered, he's injured, and these guys are here to kill, and it just gets more desperate as the time as the battle continues vulture drops some pumpkin bombs that explode on peter he's getting blasted and beaten from pillar to post um <laughs> vulture flying away like go to hell kid <laughs> <laughs> i'm an adult attacking a minor <laughs> shit. look at me go Black and Drago sucks. Black and Drago <laughs> is the worst. What a little asshole. <laughs> Meanwhile, Aunt May and Gwen are driving on uh, whichever highway they are. Uh, and Aunt May is having a rough time with this. Because that's still her little boy. Like, yes, he's a big time superhero, but that's her little boy. And then she gets a call. And she does the cardinal sin of answering your phone while you're driving, but we're going to ignore that because this is a very dramatic narrative moment where... This was 2011. The laws weren't in place. You're right. You're right. Uh, She gets a call from her neighbor, Doris, uh, which... Am I mistaken that that's uh, that's Ultimate Nova's mom? 
Because weren't they right across the street from each other? You know what? It might be. I think it might be. Possibly, yeah. Because she basically goes, uh, May, it's Doris from across the street. Where are you? Uh, she's like, I'm not home. So I go, thank God. And she says, I don't know how to say this. It's Peter. I think he's Spider-Man. And Aunt May's like, tell me what's happening. And she's like, I, I don't know else, how else to say this. They're killing him. And Aunt May goes full Tokyo Drift. Pulls a Yui on the freeway and starts zooming back to the neighborhood. She literally turns over to Gwen and says, Come with me to Tokyo. (laughs) (laughs) As the fucking teriyaki boys is playing. (laughs) I'm just going to say this once Tokyo Drift is the best Fast and Furious movie to the spirit of what Fast and Furious is supposed to be. Driving cars real fast and fighting against gangsters. That is the quintessential Fast and Furious movie. It's also one of the best anime movies I've ever watched in my entire life. I mean, it's, it's, it's an anime movie. It's an sure. anime is what yeah. it is. They it's, even what have speed, an, it's what Speed Racer should have been if they modernized Speed it. Speed Racer, uh, the film, is actually hella <laughs> underrated. Speed uh, is the second best movie of all time. Sure, sure. We'll, we'll keep that with the Wakonsti sisters, one of their best movies, sure. So the, uh, the battle continues. Um, at one point, uh, Sandman wants, you know, goes to kill Peter, but then Electro shocks Sandman. And Electro's basically like, again, he, he's like, just like my good pal, Mark Bagley, only I get to kill Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a putz. He's such a putz. So All good. these guys are such dicks. Like... <laughs> They are, not team, goes, they are not team members. They no, really don't know. definitely no, not. With each other. And that's the best part about Sinister Sex. Anyway. Yeah, it's um, not a team. As yeah, Electro exactly. goes in for the killing blow, he gets shot through the chest. And then gets shot a couple more times. It's, he explodes with electric energy. He's dead. And as Peter looks, Aunt May standing there with a handgun. It's my favorite moment of the entire series. <laughs> what, you, what you didn't know is that uh, Peter Parker was secretly uh, Sylvester Stallone, and he told Electro, "Stop, or my mom will shoot." <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what we all didn't know was that at the time in DC editorial, uh, Aunt May was getting ready to uh, pitch Flashpoint, and she was like, "What if Batman used guns?" And started carrying around a gun <laughs> just for this moment. <laughs> this I didn't research. know. She she, she does her research. She's a good editor in chief. That's why she has the position. I didn't know. Also, Estelle her love Getty. of legacy characters. <laughs> I didn't know Estelle Getty was casted as Aunt May. I gotta say, I hell yeah, not a bad casting. Right? Not, not a bad casting. Cast. Not at all. Not bad. And so Missed Peter's just too. like. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and they're like, we came to help you. It's that moment in uh, the critically acclaimed Amazing Spider-Man 2 where uh, Gwen shows up to the power plant. The what? <laughs> and there's that great moment where, like, Peter's trying to push Gwen away and he's got that, like, ridiculous Gumby-like expressiveness with his body. It's incredible. I love... Yeah, where you say, get out like, of what here! What are you doing here? I can't believe you're here! Like, gesticulating because... They didn't have the technology for the moving eyes, and they didn't need it because Andrew Garfield is a professional. 
And so I will give you that. Yeah. It looks like the battle is won. Everyone is down for the count, but Peter's in rough shape. He's been kicked the shit out of, he's still bleeding heavily and he is exhausted. However, the battle's not done because Norman Osborn just got up for a round two. Which brings us to chapter 160, the final battle between Peter Parker and Norman Osborn. As it was meant to be, we have come full circle. Oh, like Thanos putting in the last stone that get more powerful. Uh, Your chin is wrinkling up really well. Balance. What is happening? Balance. (laughs) Um, If memory serves, this issue... So this issue has a pretty underwhelming cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, If memory serves, that's because I think this issue was bagged. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Though the uh, the, uh, Steve McNiven variant cover is dope as hell. It's just Spidey laying in a bed of skulls. Yes. Yes. Uh, so there's that one. There's also a really beautiful Joe Casada cover. I don't know if you guys oh, is there. Seen. No, I'm uh, only seeing the main cover and the McNiven cover. I'm going to send it to you right now. It's it. it's a perfect cover. Uh, let's, let's, let's do this. Send. While he's doing that, uh, we kick things off with Mary Jane in her room trying to call Peter. And he, she can't get through. And she's like, I don't know what's going on. I just need you to let me know you're okay. And then she sees the lightning strike in the distance. And she knows. She goes to leave and her mom is just like, where are you going? Like, you can, like, you are past, like, this is curfew. You're not going anywhere. The world's falling down around us outside. Like, you're staying here. And Mary Jane's like, I have to go see Peter, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you can see your boyfriend at school tomorrow. Tomorrow's another day. Oh. And it speaks to, oh, this cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this cover. Yeah, yeah, this cover. Yeah. This, I mean. I legit thought was in the story. No, no. It's just the cover. I love that. I I love, I love that cover. Yeah. Uh, Listeners. It's, it's an all white cover. You see very, because it's a very bright light and you see uh, Ben and Peter walking into the light together. And Ben is holding them saying like, you did good kid. This arm wrapped Mm. with his arm wrapped around. And it's, it's a beautiful fucking cover. Like it's, it's an unbelievable cover. That is the last piece of, uh, of uh of this run that i need i think i think i i think i might need to get that cover yeah <laughs> yes I, I think i'm gonna have to do that if you so, own this cover have... send it to malcolm I, I think that's gonna happen this week free of charge right now <laughs> i will pay for postage um, <laughs> no <laughs> we, we cut over to the battle uh notably one of uh norman's of horns? horns got broken off yeah yeah he's rocking the style. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Peter immediately like pulls Gwen and May out of the way. Great splash page. Great, Great splash, splash page. page. Yes. And uh drops drops them off. They're like, you need to go. You need to go right now. And he turns and May notices all the blood on her jacket. 
because yeah. May had or Peter had her under his arm on the side that he had been shot, and she realizes he's in a bad he's in a bad way. He's dying. Uh, Norman jumps down, and Peter throws himself at him. He is in desperation mode. He is like, "I am going to kick the shit out of you," but I I can't put him down. He's too weak. And so he swings off to find Johnny. He wakes Johnny up. He's like, look, hey, I'm, mm, I'm in a really bad situation here. I really do need your help. And Johnny, and this is calling back to what I was talking earlier. This is Fucking the moment awesome. in Spider-Man 3 where yeah. James Franco holds the hand out for him to grab it. Yes. And Johnny yep. like sits up. And again, Jacob, very Cal energy for me. He's just like. Yeah, I remember. Get out of the way. Pushes him, <laughs> and he just fucking flames on and rockets yep. at him. Yeah. It's fucking Oh, it's so good. And guys, that end fight in Spider-Man 3 is fucking awesome. It's dope as hell. It's dope as hell. I know that James Franco, I do not condone his actions. He is a very problematic person. Yeah. That performance in Spider-Man 3 is one of the best superhero movie performances. Just across performance the, across the entire trilogy. Across yeah. all three is wonderful, but especially yes. in three where he is like three different people. He is, fucking he is three different people. Hey, Malcolm. <laughs> Malcolm, how's that pie? So good. <laughs> so good. Oh, he's he's Peter, doing the absolute that, most. When he in fucking Batman. grabs the basketball, he's like, "Whoa, did you see that?" And his eyes are like really big. <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite, favorite is also my favorite is for for me. It's like Peter. I'm the other man. I'm the other man, <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to hold his smile in. Like exactly, and you're yeah. like, "No, man." When he gives, he's when he looks so over and he gives him the wink. And then the truck goes by and he's gone. And he's yeah. gone. Incredible. Fucking I think I might one of my Spider-Man favorites. <laughs> one of my favorites though is Spider-Man Two, at the uh, at the gala, where he <gasps> comes up and he's drunk. He's just like, "Hey, brother, what's fucking Spider-Man?" He starts like fucking slapping Peter. He's like, yeah. "Where is he? Where's hey, your buddy your Spider-Man? Where's your best buddy Spider-Man?" Huh? I just, oh, he's <laughs> doing do the most. My, couldn't even do that for my father. Slap. Yeah, you, what do you say that about now? Slap. And you just. Oh God! God, it's what so good. Amazing performance. <laughs> so good. Amazing performance. James Franco go die in a fire, but amazing <laughs> performance. <laughs> you know what? Bring bring that Harry Osborn back for Secret Wars. Fuck it. At this point, that'd be oh awesome as God. a new Goblin. That'd be as sick. new Goblin yeah, specifically new goblin. with the surfboard. Because yes. new Goblin's awesome. God, he should have been Hot Goblin. Anyway, he been Hot goblin. Um, uh, yeah. I'm Johnny flies <laughs> at norman and tries to burn him the way that he did before supernova's his ass but isn't able to finish the job norman absorbs the fire regrowing his broken horn which and is drains johnny up, of dude. all the fire he has fucked up and peter realizes oh fuck i should have woken up my ice friend <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> he said i literally tried to fight fire with fire that was actually really stupid like, <laughs> he's like i played pokemon i know like, this i should have known this i should have known that also i, I should have known it wasn't effective <laughs> yeah just seeing norman like lit up with the white fire and like a little awesome. bit of the kirby crackle like yeah it's god energy. intense he's a god now he's a god now and he's devolved at in that same vein. He all he can shout is Parker, Parker. 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 Like he has nothing. 
And so Pete picks up a fucking mailbox and starts walloping him like it's AEW Dynamite and yeah. just starts going to town on this man. Listen, whoever decided to pay their rent by mail that week is fucked. Fucked. <laughs> that mail Hopefully is you can gone. get an extension, my guy. Uh, For real. Be like, listen, I, I don't know what to tell you. Spider-Man, who I guess found out was like my 16-year-old neighbor, uh, beat the fuck out of this green dude the other day who wasn't the Hulk, like, but was on fire. It was fucked up, man. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to need an extension. <laughs> <laughs> but he just, they are walloping each other pillar to post it is a good old-fashioned slobber knocker and peter's <laughs> able to put norman down for a moment and he's some like he drops to his knees and norman gets back up and peter says this great thing he's like what's the plan osborne i'm dying to know what's next you kill me then what next your son you killed won't magically come back to life your world is a captain of industry won't magically go back to the way it was and your hair won't magically come into fashion and he just <laughs> drops to his knees and he is exhausted and norman says but you'll be dead and that's like it says it all it, it says, says it all he has given up everything to kill yeah. peter parker and yeah. we get this great parallel again with Peter knowing just like Otto did that he's beat mm -hmm. and yeah. Norman gets that grin because he knows yeah. he's about to snap this kid's neck. Burr, burr. And then he gets fucking bodied by this truck. Mary <laughs> Jane Watson fucking flying in, driving a truck that she stole straight into the goblin. Incredible. What a what a fucking dream she is. God. Absolutely iconic. So I mean, good. guys, I know we're at the end of this series here, but can we just agree once and for all, definitively, literally no question, Ultimate Mary Jane Watson is the best Mary Jane Watson, right? Ooh. Mary Jane. You know what? I will give you that. I will I give mean, you that one. She fucking rips, dude. She's great. Honestly, She's this great. she really I feel like if they, they gave the show more um more time and like more seasons with the spectacular spider-man i feel like this is what how gwen stacy would have been ultimately. yeah yeah because they because they flipped yeah. They split, yeah. yeah yeah they flipped it and i loved it which the was idea. closer to like the classic uh yes. the ramita era yes. yes absolutely which is a good move absolutely. and i yeah malcolm it's 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 hard to argue that it's hard mary, to argue mary jane's right? the best Ultimate Mary Jane is the best. Especially because usually in the 616, Mary Jane is used more as an insert for whatever narrative the editors are pushing. Yeah, exactly. Mary Jane! <laughs> uh, so she crashes this truck into him. He is buried underneath it. Mary Jane is passed out in the driver's seat. Fist breaks through the window. You think it's Norman? No, it's I, Peter. He pulls the, her out. That got me actually real Same. quick. I was like, oh <laughs> no, she's dead too. <laughs> it's like, oh shit. Oh. But he fucking pulls her out and they go in for a big old smooch. And you get that like, that swelling romantic violin as the two of them embrace. Yeah. The score is just going wild here. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> oh, it's, it's incredible. 
and then, then he pulls a very Andrew Garfield move. I and feel just like. launches her. <laughs> like, Bye. Yeah. Fucking webs like a net for her to get caught in. <laughs> like. And then Norman crawls out from under the truck. Can you give us that last uh, that last Norman line? This, this is the day of reckoning, Parker. I delivered God's message. God wants this to happen. Peter picks up the fucking truck and starts slamming it down on him. And the goblin continues. Uh, I will destroy your family. And, and like you destroyed me and mine, I will kill everyone you know. <laughs> And Peter smashes him again, shouting, Could you do it quietly? (laughs) And there's this moment of silence. And then the truck explodes. Truck explodes right in Peter's face. Killing the goblin, we hope for this time. But also catching Peter in the explosion and flinging him backwards. Hits the ground. Johnny's the first to make it to him. And he's like, I think you got him, man. And Mary Jane runs up. She's like, I, we have to get, you, get him to a hospital. Johnny's like, I can fly him. And she's like, you can't move him. Like, and that's when Gwen and Aunt May arrive. And they see the scene. Um, Mary Jane's screaming out for somebody to do something. Aunt May gets to him. And uh, Gwen's calling another ambulance. And this panel really gets me where Mary can't like enunciate like what's happened. She just looks at Aunt May. She goes, he's really hurt. And Aunt May comes to her child. She says, you know, what did you do, boy? What did you do? And this is the page that everyone knows, everyone's seen but it hits you like a truck knowing the context because he says it's okay i i did it don't you see it's okay i did it i couldn't save him uncle ben i couldn't save him no matter what i did but i saved you i did it and then he dies Um, next page gives us one of the most iconic superhero death panels with Mary Jane embracing Peter, forlorn Johnny Storm, and Aunt May and Gwen Stacy trying to hold each other up as Aunt May just screams, not him too. And as the scene pulls back, as the camera pulls back from the scene in front of us, ends on the body of Norman Osborn, who smiles as the flames consume him. And that is the death of Spider-Man. It's crazy to think about. We've been with this character since the beginning of this year. We started off right away in January with Ultimate Peter Parker getting bit by the spider, 
becoming Spider-Man, navigating this life of superheroics and high school drama. And I did not think that it would end here. And it is heartbreaking, especially because of the context of last volume where it seemed like everything was going his way. Things were finally starting to fall into place for him. And that potential, that bright future that he had is now gone. Um, yeah, it's, it's incredibly sad and tragic. But it is also, you know, it's that classic, you know, hero's death, defending those he loves from the forces of evil. It is... It, it's it's if he's gonna go out anyway, then it should be like this, I think. How do you guys feel getting to this this final death for Peter Parker? It's my favorite death in comics. It's wow, it's, wow. It it's it, it it just it feels right. Yeah. And it feels like a surprise. Like I said earlier, like you, you know, the whole time you don't really think they're actually going to commit to it. Yeah. But then the stark fact of them committing to it and so hard and so impactfully by it, it just being very real in that way of just like, and then, and then the person just dies and you didn't expect it. Like, that's it. You know, it's a perfect example. We're recording this uh, the day after the reports of Coolio dying. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Which is a thing that you just don't think about. Like, no, it just came out of nowhere. Like, yeah. Coolio died. And I, I was thinking about that last night and perhaps for doing this of like, wow, like, that's really wild. Like, you know, like Coolio, who was a big, a big part of our childhood, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, very much all over the place. Gangster's Paradise, you know, Obviously. fucking ran the table. Yep. But, you know, just, I mean, even it's down to work, too. It's film work. I mean, I was gonna say, even down to Daredevil, you know, his storyline brings that movie together. Like, it's, it's, so it's it's really interesting, you know. Like, oh, here's this figure, this very public figure, who is just gone now and just out of nowhere. And I feel how I imagine most people in the Ultimate Universe would feel seeing that Spider Man is dead. It's just like, oh, here's this very public figure who is just gone now. Yeah. And there's just a lack of that, and it's it's an interesting thing. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I I love I love this story. I lo- I love this story. I love that it's treated like a big event. I love that it's treated with respect. I love that it, you know, fucking 11 years later it still knocks me on my ass. I wasn't I was over here, te- here tearing up and crying right now <laughs> just because it, it still knocks me on my ass. Like I yeah. it's, it's still a surprise. And it's rare that you get a comic book death that does that. Yeah. Jacob um it, it's it, going through this again re kind of retextualized like um how the story felt to me because um i read through the first chunk of it and i didn't read the last issue for like uh, until like two days ago um uh to put it in context this also like happened during um this this was really i you know this was really good um, this really, what you guys pointed out in terms of like very much like how this is like, um, uh, no one can stop the juggernaut and, um, very much, um, like what has been set up, you know, I now looking back at like all, 
everything that we read, um, the bridge is like very much a symbolism throughout this entire series. Um, yes. Uh, in terms of like what was leading up to the end of this. And um, I didn't really put that together until like we were pointing these out. I was just like, oh my God, that's right. I keep forgetting <laughs> about all this stuff. I kept reading it like, all right, I've read everything else. So like just, just it's, I kept reading it like a stand standalone story, I guess. And mm -hmm. um, uh, it really is, it's incredible how, um, uh, yeah, how it just happens. It's, it's not, uh, it, it is, a final battle royale, but at the same time, it was Peter giving his all like he he wouldn't stop. Um, it is very much like the death of Superman where just Superman did not stop until the enemy is like put down um, in the sense of just like stops basically. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I, th I think it's, I think it, I am a little upset that it ends with Norman um, even though it begins that's with the Norman, yeah. because the series uh, that's began a good with Norman pull. smiling. I didn't so catch I, that. Only yeah. end with Norman. I, I, I did not catch that. I really mm -hmm. hate that. That's a great that, pull. And it makes me upset. That's why it kind of hurts me a little bit. Um, I think that's with the this point. Story. Yeah. No, it, it, it's definitely the point. And they did it. And, and that's, <laughs> that's a great way to like really like make you... <laughs> mourn the loss of what just happened um mission accomplished to piss yeah. off james they james. they put yeah they totally like fuck this set volume anyway no uh, <laughs> it, it was, it, it's very it's yeah um for anyone of you that's ever let you know felt this loss you know it's it definitely is there it's it's very much uh uh, I was just thinking about Coolio too. Um, of, so thank you, Malcolm. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, that because that's what I was just thinking. I was like, yeah, it's a very public figure for for just going, just gone, just living in the post world yeah. of this character gone. Yeah. yeah, that 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 hit me harder than I thought it would last night. To be honest, I, I'm not gonna say I was like the biggest Coolio fan, but like it, yeah, just the surprise of it, and that was it. Really brought me to this of like, oh. That's how this would be, you know. <laughs> like, it, it was a person it, it, who lived in anywhere in the Mar an Ultimate Marvel universe. Well, that's yeah. how this would be. And it kind of reminds me, and I, you know, I I, I don't want to make like a, any kind of false equivalencies, but that's kind of like how I felt when uh, Anton Yelchin died. Yes, it was like, yeah, oh, fuck, he's so young. He's yeah. so young. Yeah. he had so much ahead of him, and he mm -hmm. was like. To die like that, you know, yeah. was just like and it was freak it accident, was, you know. Uh -huh. And that kind of like shock. Yeah. Um and I kind of wish that because from what you've told me and really just reading comics at the time, even if I wasn't reading this, like I knew that Death of Spider-Man was coming. I knew it was coming. And so that does take a little bit of wind out of its sails as like a shock value. Mm -hmm. But I think they make up for it in how poetic it is. The fact that all the all the people are there. The fact yeah. that, God damn it, Aunt May lost another one. Like she she has to go through this again. Uh she is the best part of this entire series. For yeah. Now. 100%. Uh, she, 100%. she yeah. The the way she killed one of her one of Spider-Man's villains. That was like the most that was the most death wish yeah. thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it was it's the most beautiful thing. Hard it was her. Fuck. Like, oh my God, I wish Sally Fields got the opportunity to do something. To like shoot that. Electro. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Yeah. They were in the same movie together. Mm -hmm. That would have been really great. <laughs> that would have been really great. 
And then in No Way Home, we could have had him go, your aunt shot me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but he wouldn't have said your aunt shot me because he doesn't know who fucking Peter Parker is. Right, you're right. right. Even though he still was bound by the whole spell spell thing yeah it's yeah. not he, it's not important. but he never knew who peter parker was it's not so it doesn't make any fucking sense it's not important <laughs> uh hey but we got the sinister six in there that's hey. how we did it oh, so it's it's fascinating to me like because we've been with this book for a while and to kind of go through and see the journey that he went on from the start to the end uh it's fascinating and this is yeah. the first time in the book club where we've had a main character die without it being immediately reversed. Yeah. And it's, it hits, it hits hard. Um, like, like imagine if Invincible died. Oh my God. At the end of all of this. Fuck. Like, like that would have been, that would have been rough. This <laughs> series was a reason why I was kind of scared to finish Invincible initially. Cause I, I did oh. think it was going to end. Because both of these books have a lot of parallels. A lot yeah. of shared um, DNA. For a lot sure. of shared DNA. Mm-hmm. And I was very afraid that Mark was going to die at the end. Yeah. I would, I would too. Very afraid. <laughs> <laughs> well, thankfully for, for that book, they there were a good amount of characters that could have picked up the slack. Olivier, for one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Tara. kids. Uh, Tara. Uh, Adam Eve even could have taken on the yeah, goddamn right the main role of the book but <laughs> it is interesting to me that the parallels were there this was a not maybe not necessarily a conquest situation but peter was dealing with somebody who only wanted to kill him only yeah. wanted to see him die no matter who he had to you know rip through mm-hmm. to get to him yeah. and there you know it is that beautiful like i'm looking at the casada cover now that malcolm sent us and it's it's beautiful and it's especially after reading the issue that shit hits after reading the issue it's like it's the send-off for this character yeah and it's you know it's him basically uncle ben telling peter like hey you kept her safe that's all i could have asked for yeah you you did above and beyond kid it It did man that it hurts. That hurts. It's a, a great lot. story, guys. It's a great yeah, story. It's um, a great story. I'm really glad that you've turned around on it because when no, you were yeah. getting like you were in it, I was like, oh it, man, it's well, and, it, and and it definitely has its flaws, right? It's not a perfect story. It does. It's not yeah. a perfect. Um, and and the points that Jacob brought up earlier about it being, you know, not as you know large and large scale and bombastic as it could have been. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. definitely think there are there is room for it to be a, more of a grandiose kind of thing, but yeah. I definitely I think that it's. It's it definitely great, personal, great character. really works. Yeah, yeah I was right. going to say it made up for the uh, for the lack of bombacity. It made up for the emotional bombacity that it yeah, did. that's exactly. devastation. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally also, agree. hey, I'm going to throw this out there. This is how No Way Home should have ended. You think they should have killed him? Ooh. Yeah. Wow. So you can fucking bring in Miles, you fucking assholes. <laughs> they're they're going to do it eventually. They're, they're never going to do time. that live action we've and actually have plenty of time. Nope. Yeah. They'll never do it. They're going to leave him just for animation. We got just plenty of time. Racist. Malcolm's getting all like, like nope. We've got plenty 100%. of time. 100%. Jesse Jackson once said. <laughs> <laughs> The good reverend yes. once told us. In, oh, in, in the God. words of the good reverend Al Sharpton. <laughs> <laughs> I should have been president. That's <laughs> no, but I think that there is, I mean, 
No Way Home, I could have seen them absolutely killing like Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield or something. I wish they did Um, because that was my, that was my guess in terms of who was going to die in that movie was just like, they're going to kill Tobey. They're going to have to kill They have to. And then when that moment happened, I was just like, there it is. Somebody give me a hundred bucks right now. Put it in my hand. (laughs) And then he's like, no, I'm fine. It's going to be okay. And I was just like, what God the, damn it. You can't change the rules. To the <laughs> no, I, I love that bit where he's just like, no, nah, I've been stabbed before. Like, it's, it's fine. Because like, he's been stabbed before. Yeah. And I was like, fuck you for the joke. Whatever. What is this? You should be dead. D-E-D dead. Ben. D-E-D dead. D-E-D dead. <laughs> so uh, final thoughts on this volume. And uh, did you have a favorite part? We'll start with Jacob. Oh, my God. This was... Um, you know, of all the deaths of superheroes I've read, this is definitely top three for me. I would say that. I would definitely put that up there nice. just because of how great, how well the story just have got, like how we evolved to get to this point, how uh, symmetry is just a big thing in this story too. Um, that It is very much the full circle. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, you just gotta, you just gotta appreciate how well written and drawn this show, this this whole series has been uh throw it out to the best moment of this is just aunt aunt may it's it's two parts it's mary jane hitting hitting norman with the the van uh because that is very much a like i could totally see that as like that would have been like a gwen stacy and parker moment and like uh inspire amazing spider-man uh and also aunt may like shooting having her death death wish moment it's just so good it was fun it's so i don't condone the fact that you know um, guns solve everything, but like that was that was just a good moment. It was a real good moment. That's <laughs> sick. Uh, yeah, I I love this book. Favorite moment. Um, I guess it's got to be the last few pages, you know. But like, I love all of it, but it's got to be the last few pages. They they just hit. They just hit in such a perfect way. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a wonderful story. Um, as good a send off as you could give to this character. Um, yeah, just wow. Um, I think my favorite part is just seeing Peter and Mary Jane get that time before he died. Oh yeah. Just the time that they get both in the diner and then on the truck. Like, at least we got to tie that with a bow before this happened um but yeah that's that's it for for the death of spider-man uh before we get into next week uh we've got some emails which means malcolm what time is it it's the mail it's the mail it's mail time it's mail time it's the mail mailbag time iconic uh <laughs> you had to go for something sad that was right no that was that hit me in the yeah. chest I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna cry real quick i'm just gonna just turn off my turn yeah off my you had to do something quick. sad for this uh, one uh, <laughs> oh if you want to be part of the geek explained book club mailbag send your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com put ultimate mailbag in the subject header and we will read it here on the show our first email comes from michael cox Mike Mike is writing back in. 
Uh, he says, hey, true believers, with the death of Ultimate Spider-Man, it got me thinking about how rarely the webhead has been killed in media. Which Spider-Man death has been the most impactful to you? For me, it's Into the Spider-Verse. Never thought they'd actually kill off Peter, let alone during the first act of the movie. As always, keep up the great work. You're awesome. So, Malcolm. That's a good one. I think I know the answer to this. What is the most impactful Spider-Man death to you? It's this. Yeah. It's this for me. Um, yeah. Uh, Jacob? I'm uh, not sure because I'm trying to think of other times he's died. And I'm trying to think of media-wise of him dying too. Uh, there's, a, there's the Spider-Verse one where yeah. Ben Riley dies. Uh, I refuse it to call is, him anything. But it's Ben, ben Riley. It is Ben Chris Riley. Pine is Ben Riley, which is yeah. a fucking great choice. Um, um, it happened in the other. It happened in the other when he died. Uh, other. Uh, this yes. Also, the death leading into Superior Spider-Man. Leading into Superior. Mm-hmm. I thought of that mm-hmm. too, but um, I'm not going to give that any credit. Um, <laughs> that, no, the don't. fuck. Because he doesn't really die, he's just a digital backup. I, I understand. Yeah, I get it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't really die. Makes sense. Makes no. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, God, is that it? Is that really all? That's. I can't think of many. I'm, hold, I'm holding on to one that I've I know never, is mine. I've never seen. I've never seen him die in like. Yeah, other than this, I mean. Eric, what's your one? Yeah, what's your one? I can't think of mine right now. Spider-Man life story. I oh shit right is, okay yeah well okay yeah. that is the perfect spider-man sure. death yeah especially with everything involved with it how it happens uh with the context of the rest of the series spoilers um but yeah, yeah that death oh! i think is perfect that's what about thing. how about uh no I, okay no, no which one I was, what are you talking about I, I was gonna say spider-man craven's last hunt how about that where he kind of technically dies. <laughs> he gets buried, buried. Almost yeah 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 that gets buried. yeah okay <laughs> i was gonna say that i you know what actually out of all the things that i that was that going kind of scared me because of the fact that i thought he was dead like being buried yeah. alive like that yeah sure. Sure. all right buried that's a pretty good one buried alive. <laughs> Second Wrath of Khan reference this episode. Fuck it's yeah. great. It's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, still got it in. <laughs> We're getting all our Star Trek out. That's so cool. Fucking um, light. <laughs> but really, like, this is the best. I think this is the best one. Yeah, yeah. I think read. this is the best. That's yeah, fair. This is a definitive Even with like, Life Story. Death. Life Story is a wonderful, like, a wonderful death. But I have more. I have more history with this with this version of this character. That's so. fair. That's more of a, life story is more like a send off. This is more of like his. He is like dead. Like yeah. here. Like this fair is a, like a put down. Yeah. Um. Quick sidebar. Have either of you read Amazing Fantasy One Thousand? Yes. One thousand. Uh, Amazing Fantasy One Thousand. So Jacob, it came month. out a couple weeks ago. Yeah. 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 Um. Fantastic issue. It's just a big like anniversary. A bunch of writers come in and do a bunch of great like little spider-man stories That's um cool. the dan slot uh jim chung story Wolf. in there is oh. unbelievable i i thought it was going to end in a death jacob so it's I. like it's it's spider-man's like 60th birthday 
and he's like going around like saving people and doing stuff and it's it's this fantastic story that ends with <laughs> don't spoil it ends don't spoil with it. this great joke <laughs> don't spoil it it's incredible it's Go unbelievable read it. Go read it's it. so good uh, the whole par- issue is fantastic <laughs> Is it on par when like uh, when like Doctor Strange leaves him and he's just like, goodbye, Spider-Man. May the odds ever be in your favor. And then Spider-Man's like, ah, and you too, Doctor Strange. May your amulet never tickle. All right. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> such a parts, man. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So next up, we have a uh, an email from Reyes Suarez. My boy. Reyes, I, I I thought I thought the name sounded familiar. My boy, uh, he's my Peter Parker. He's your I'm his Norman Osborn. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh shit! Uh, he writes, wanted to say thanks for this weekly trek through one of my favorite comic series of all time. It's easily become a highlight of my week, and I can fully attest that my regular listening has no bearing on my performance reviews with Malcolm. I promise. This is very true. <laughs> As for the death of Spider-Man, when I originally read through the series, I was quite despondent towards it. Ultimate Spider-Man was my introduction to Marvel Comics as a whole, and while most only saw it as the ultimate Spidey dying, to me it was my Spider-Man. Layered onto that was the feeling that they had essentially scrapped one of the greatest premises of all time, which is Peter being after school tutored by the Avengers. Totally agree. Uh, I still feel that that arc could have been one of the best to come out of the Ultimate series, and I'm still not over it. However... As time passed, I have definitely softened to Peter's passing. His death affected me deeply, and rereading it, I've tripped into nostalgia. There are a few times comics or even any works of fiction have struck as deep as this did. On this read-through, I found myself caught up on how Dr. Octopus was openly prideful of Peter being Spider-Man, and it made me wonder, had he survived, how Peter's death would have affected him. I imagine a scene of at the ultimate version of the bar with no name with Spidey's countless villains raising an obligatory glass in his honor. My question to you all is how do you think Peter's rogues gallery would have reacted to his death? Thanks again. Finally, I'll part with a haiku. This hurts every consider if Rhino could love even Spidey. Take care y'all Reyes. Wow. Beautiful Reyes. Lovely. First um, off, Reyes tipped me off that he was going to write in. There's okay. a hidden message in the haiku. Is I there? I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't the know. Rhino. What it is. The rhino? Because I heard the rhino. I, I, don't, I heard the hmm. I heard what you said, and I thought it, I heard the rhino this was coming there. This hurts every. Consider if rhino could love even Spidey. We're going to think about it. That's a thinker. Consider if rhino could. Consider it no, rhino. I just fuck. Okay, Reyes. Just in general, if I see you in person, <laughs> oh, is it on site? Oh shit, it's on site. Oh, because shit. the first letter of every word in this haiku is circle, baby. The circles. <laughs> this. <laughs> this hurts every T-H-E. Consider if Rhino could. C-I-R-C. Love even Spidey. L-E-S. Reyes, it is on site. I will fight you. I will find you. I will fight you on the moon. Oh, I hate this. Oh, I want a divorce. I hate this. Stop haunting me, circles. Oh. 
try and get you promoted <laughs> mike's retiring and now the story is owned by you <laughs> i'm gonna try to get you promoted. i'm gonna give you my job you can just malcolm have is gonna get i'm gonna retire. retire you can just have my job and, and just like have have Reyes, like be owner of the store now uh, that is great. oh my god this is beautiful holy shit uh, what was the question again? I, hate I don't <laughs> even the, care. The, I don't even care about his question. The, Which rogues gallery? The rogues gallery. How would they would honor Spider Man? Um. So, full honesty. Oh my god! If Ock had survived, I think this would have led to Superior Spider Man. Yeah. That's a Ock good being Spider Man, though. That's a good yeah. shout. It would be Ock being Spider Man because we yeah. already have the precedent of him cloning Peter. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think just, I think he would give himself but but I think it, I think it would be a situation where he like he pilots the clone. Mm. Oh. So mm. like he's he's in his little matrix chair or whatever. He's in a specific rim and he has to drift into the uh interesting. The clone of the of Peter. That would have been really interesting. Well, that he was is, in charge of all we the... are we are oh. adding it to the line. We are okay. adding it to the uh to the ultimate line that Malcolm and I are relaunching. Ultimate Superior Spider-Man. It's got Superior Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, we're gonna move. or he would just raise him like his son. So oh, that would be. Oh, that would. Oh, that would be creepy. It would be like Phantom X and Evan. Ooh. <laughs> where, where you just know this dark, twisted fate for this character this whole That's fucking Jesus. time. Oh, it would be like that. That would be Ultimate Superior Spider-Man, where you'd be like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise you to be the Superior Spider-Man." You just reminded me of that Superman episode of like the last episode where he gets brainwashed yeah. by Darkseid, yeah, and yes. raised by great yes. goodness, yes. or at least in his memories. Yes, exactly. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I, I, w- I would love to see a bar with no name moment, kind of like how you know the Rogues yeah. toasted Barry Allen when he died. Yeah. Yeah. That's my favorite. There's a, that, that's one of the best things about the Flashpoint is that everyone fucking respected Barry. They respect him so much. They were like, listen, he busted our ass, but goddamn, was he a guy? Goddamn, like, was he <laughs> a man? That's that was, why I, I recently rewatched uh, the Batman Brave and the Bold episode. Um, yes. The Ballad of Scarlet yes. Speedster. Yes. Where the oh, rogues are just all bummed out now that Barry's gone. Oh, Batman yes. fights them and they're just like, Man, it's not the same. Like they're super bummed out, <laughs> yeah. and then when Barry comes back, they're like, oh, "Is it? Could it be?" And he just kicks all their asses. They're like, "Yeah!" yeah. <laughs> so Great episode. And Professor Zoom Eobard Thon is voiced by John Wesley Shipp, who plays Jake Garrick, and he uh-huh. is incredible. Ooh, uh-huh. well, I and didn't know once, that. And yep. was once Barry Allen. Yeah. 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 Uh, so now he he's played. Pl- Every Three single flashes. <laughs> he's played every single version. Of he just flash. needs to find a way to play Wally West and Bart yeah, Allen. And he'll have yeah. uh, Flash Bingo. And then he yeah. can retire. He can and then retire. he can retire. Yeah, he's done. He's done after that. Um, yeah. Uh, that. Reyes, <laughs> thanks for the email. I'm going to fight you next time I see you, though. Great email. We're going to move on. Uh, we I already played. messaged him, and I was like, Eric's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you let him know the the die is cast as my favorite spider-man would always say 
I'm the um, cast. We get we got an email from Adam Stringfellow, good brother Adam. He's on a message from God. Tonight. I am on a message from God. <laughs> I will find my sinister six and we will burn you to the ground. Yeah, I was gonna say I may be his Norman, but you're his goblin. <laughs> I am now his goblin forever. Um he writes, Hey team, Adam does. Uh, he writes, how y'all doing this week? Hope y'all are doing well and having a good week so far. So for this week, we finally come to the death of Spider-Man. I remember reading this when it came out all those years ago, and it was the first comic book I've ever legitimately cried while reading the final issue. For my question this week, what are each of y'all's preferred ending for Peter Parker? What ending do you think would be suitable for Spider-Man, whether that be retirement or death? Personally, I like the idea of Peter faking the death of Spider-Man, but living on as Peter. I like the idea that Peter, in some shape or form, faked the death of his Spider-Man persona, gives Miles his blessing to continue on as the new and permanent Spider-Man, and going on to live a normal life and raise a family with MJ, both of them being teachers at their old high school. I also like the idea that their children's names are May Gwen Parker and Benjamin Miles Parker, May being the oldest at 16 and becoming Spider-Girl, and Ben being 12 and becomes Scarlet Spider. Yes. Can't wait to hear y'all's answers to what each of your endings to Spider-Man would be. Take care, and I'll talk to y'all soon. All the best and much more. Adam. Adam, that's wonderful. I love Adam. That. That's mine. That's yeah, it. That's, that's mine too. No, actually, they have, that's it. They have taken your your ending. They have. Fuck. That's it. I yeah. I, I love that, especially for an ultimate version. Like I think that works really, really well. Fuck. That's yeah. it. That's the one. And Holy I love shit. that you kept their their daughter's name as May, so she can still be Mayday. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. That's it. That's yeah. the one. Yeah. I think oh it's I've great. always, I've personally always loved the whole like. Peter, Peter, and uh, Peter and MJ like getting married, and then their daughter continuing. I love that series. That, yeah, yeah, uh, the Spider Girl series. So yeah, cool. the Spider Girl series. I love the, the idea. Series of that. that once upon a time would never die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> would never go away. Yeah. Jesus, they canceled that book like four times. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they kept coming back, and just like, nah, uh, it's still a good concept. And they're like, nah, we don't know what to do with this. And they're like, nah, it's a good concept though. And he's like, nah, we don't know how to end it now. It's, it's fucking like, awesome. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> I love I that Peter have, too. Like, yeah, I also would have gone. Yeah. I would have gone the Batman Beyond route, where basically Peter, old man is, Peter, old man Peter, and he's just not able to do that shit anymore. And you, we just have a spider cave. Yeah, like yeah. A, like a spider I, cave with the dune the buggy. Web. You the mean web. Yeah. the web? The web. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the spider's web. The spider's uh, web. I I like the idea of Peter dying. I think because God forbid Peter get any semblance of happiness. But also just like <laughs> I think intrinsically, intrinsically it makes sense for his character. Yeah. That he because he is responsibility personified and he will run himself into the ground yep. before yeah. he is able to let someone else be hurt. Yep. Uh but that being said, I fucking love this ending, Adam. I think it's fantastic. Adam, holy and, shit. Uh, I want to see that book. For sure. Uh next up we have an email from Santiago Barrera. Santiago, um, what up, boys? Santiago, yeah. who writes in, Hi, Eric and his spectacular friends. Yeah. Since we're days away from the big one, I wanted to write in to thank you for the amazing book club. I thoroughly enjoyed the Invincible book club. However, nothing can compare to the joy of the Ultimate Spider-Man read-through and listening to you guys go through my favorite comic book run of all time. Your podcast has accompanied me through some tough times, and although the life of Peter Parker will have ended by the time you read this message, I hope your show will live on for years to come to give us geeks something to hold on to. And once more, thanks to each one of you, Malcolm, Jacob, and Eric, for spending so much time to give comic book lovers like me a space to talk about what we love most. Santiago Barrera. Um, 
You're going to make me cry, Santiago. Santiago, uh, thanks, man. That was really nice of you. Thank you. That was really great. nice of you to say. Uh, if, it, if it, you know, that's that's what this is about. I'll I'll be honest, you know, this book club has gotten me through some tough times. Um, these guys have been through me, th- with me through a lot of stuff. And um, to have that effect, I think, is is all I could ask for. And I hope you're doing okay. I hope that we can give you something to laugh at as I lose my mind over the goddamn circles every single week. And uh, I appreciate you listening. And I, you know, we're hoping to keep this going for a long time as well. So uh, he does write, P.S. On an unrelated note, since we're less than a month away from the release date of Gotham Knights, super fucking hyped. Uh, fucking I, hyped. I wanted to know if any of you have any particular thoughts on the game. We're fucking hyped. Fucking uh, hyped. Eh, right. I'm, I'm an avid gamer and have spent a lot of that gaming time on the Arkham series. So a breath of fresh air like this one is surely welcome. Also, since my favorite Batman run of Batman is Snyder Capullo and the game looks to be centered around the Court of Owls, I'm really excited for what can happen. I also ask this because I've heard Eric mention that he finds Batman more interesting when it's not Bruce in the suit. I think he'll be intrigued by the idea of four quasi-Batman figures rising to the role. Sorry for the long mail. Thanks again, true believers. Santiago, you can write as long as you need to. Um, oh, yeah. Honestly, I like long. he sure does. Uh, Malcolm and I are super fucking hyped about this game. Jacob, not as much as you could tell from his <laughs> yeah. level of excitement. Uh, but we're really excited. I'm actually... Um, oh, yeah, by the time this comes out, I'll have announced uh, Gotham Knights on the main podcast. Every single Wednesday, I'm going to be committing a different... Uh, episode to one of the four main members of the uh, of the show. So uh, stay tuned for that on Wednesdays. Super fucking excited about it. I the game's am, gonna rip, dude. It's, it's gonna, gonna be rip. Awesome. And Malcolm and I are gonna be running around Gotham for days and weeks and months oh, yeah. and years. Oh yeah. <laughs> I kind of don't want to play any other games right now because that's coming. Like I, I want to. <laughs> I want to get finish. all other games out of the way. So I. That's don't, the thing. So I have. I time want for to. This. But at the same time, I just want that right now. So like, I I was playing God of War again because mm. I want to play that again before the new one comes out. Right. Of course. Time. But like, I totally stalled on that because I'm just like, fuck, I just want to play Gotham Knights already. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're less than a month away. I just want to play it already. Dude, my, my guy, just play some challenge maps on Arkham Knight. They got all of them there. Got all of them there. It's fucking tiring, though. It I was is. Just replaying, I was just replaying Arkham City just for like the fun of it. And um, I completely forgot that even Ar- Gotham Knights was even coming out. So I was just like, when I, it kept like, giving me alert of just like oh hey, really by the way, that's funny got them a lot i got them nice it's gonna happen and i was just like oh yeah fuck off with that now with this, no! we've, already, we've already done we, jacob you jacob's play a hater timbo. jacob yeah. you can play as timbo you can play as tim drake i want to play as sexual Bat icon Girl, tim drake actually this tim drake with his goofy ass fucking costume no I, we're going to use the transmog to turn him into the correct guys, version of goddamn tim right drake. guys the only one the only person i want to play in that is really batgirl that's, I mean, Batgirl looks like she's got a great kit. She looks like she's got a fucking banger of a kit. Like that's, that's really that's fun to play with. Only reason I want to, get and I think it she's probably going to play the closest to Batman. To well. Batman, yes. and I and I, I like that. Great. Yeah, that makes a like lot of too. sense. Yeah, Absolutely, I and I think it's a great you know it's a great barrier of entry for people yeah. to get into the game because out of everyone little... in the family, she's the one yeah. who looks up to Bruce the most. It's true. Yes. For better I for loved worse. her deals. I loved her DLC that was a part yeah, of the, uh, right? her family. Yeah. That's, that's why I love that. Great. Fucking great DLC. Great. 
That was my favorite. See, there we go. We'll just play the DLCs from Arkham Knight. Maybe I will play some yeah. Arkham Knight. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to play some Arkham Knight today. I think yeah. it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen right now after this. <laughs> but yeah, so needless to say, uh, we are super hyped. Jacob, less so, but still, still a little bit, <laughs> little bit of hype. Just, just uh, enough. Just enough. But yeah, very excited. And we are going to wrap things up uh, with uh, Jacob Goodhart, who I mentioned earlier. Jacob Goodhart tipped us hey, off man. about the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man mod. Uh, he writes, Dear Geeksplain Podcast, it's bittersweet that we've reached the end of Peter Parker's story in the Ultimate Universe, but I also think that it's one of the best superhero deaths in comics. By this point, Pete had died once in the mainline comic during the other event, and while it wasn't horrible, it wasn't exactly memorable. And while AS Amazing Spider-Man 700 killed peter quotations at the time i didn't really like superior spider-man the second issue with mj turned me off but i'm going to give it another chance but this death (laughs) this death is perfect for peter because like in life story all pete wants to do was save his uncle ben but now he was able to undo that by saving the rest of his family and everyone else i hope you guys cover the ultimate fallout comic that deals with the aftermath of this book and it just adds to the overall story can't wait to see what you guys read next jacob goodhart first off jacob you gotta retry Superior Spider-Man, my dude. Superior yeah. Spider-Man, it haunts. And, it drives. Yeah, it drives if you don't, night. it's okay because it's not that great anyway. Jo- Jacob. <laughs> so I, on my way to fight Reyes, I'm gonna make a pit stop <laughs> at EG's. At EG's. At EG specifically, because I have to fight him at an. Point. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna meet you specifically at EG at so EG's, that we okay. can eat and no, we'll fight first and then we'll eat. Then we'll eat. And then I'll go fight. We some it, are we are we changing our usual from like Beyond Bread to EGs now? No, is that what's no, because it's gonna be on a different day. Oh, okay, okay. It's that's gonna be better. on a different day. All right, that's better. Okay, I like that. That's but yeah, um, yeah. First off, yeah, Superior Spider Man. Gotta you gotta retry. <laughs> I know that the that Mary Jane issue is not great, but it helps that they're both adults, and it's the, you know that the series does get better. Um, I that that series genuinely has one of the most one of the best takes on Spider-Man and one of the best things to say about Peter Parker Spider-Man in general. Yes. If you go 100%. through that entire journey, that that has a, it's a really interesting statement on how important Peter Parker is. The thing you need to know is that Dan Slott loves Peter Parker. Yeah, he sure does. He yeah. fucking loves Peter Parker. So don't 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 know that it's coming from a place of love yeah it's it's just another part of his story it's another part of his story it's another chapter it's great can't wait for spider-man number one in a couple weeks from dan slot and uh, that's Bradley. next week my guy is it next week it's next week i thought it was the week after holy no. shit it'd <laughs> be great ordering that now uh, yeah. holy shit dan slot mark bagley like come on it's mm. it's a great thing to jump into right after this mm. um mm. But yeah, speaking of Ultimate Fallout, that brings us to next week where we will be wrapping up the Ultimate Peter Parker story with Ultimate Comics Fallout, The Death of Spider-Man. And the synopsis goes like this. Spider-Man is dead. Long live Spider-Man. Peter Parker has been struck down, felled by a bullet and his arch nemesis, the Green Goblin. But though the teenage web-slinger is gone, his memory lives on. 
check in with Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, Nick Fury, and more as they mourn the loss of one of their world's finest heroes. For better or for worse, the Ultimate Universe must come to grips with its new reality, which includes new Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Join fan favorite writers Brian Michael Bendis, Nick Spencer, and Jonathan Hickman as oh. they explore the lives of all your favorite characters along with a once-in-a-lifetime artistic lineup. That includes Mark Bagley, Brian Hitch, Eric Nguyen, Sarah Pacelli, Kelly, uh, Salvador La Roca, Clayton Crane, Billy Tan, and more. So, yeah. Tells you pretty much all you need to know. We are going to give Ultimate Peter Parker, the post-mortem that he deserves as we dive into Ultimate Comics Fallout, the death of Spider-Man. I believe that's five, six issues? Five issues, something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just, uh, six issues. Okay, so yeah. it's going to be six issues total. Ultimate Fallout issues one through six, and uh, that's all you need for that. So join us next week. Uh, same Geek Time, Same Geek Channel. Be there or be square. Not a circle. Reyes. <laughs> but for the Geek Explained Book Club, for Ultimate Spider Man, I've been Eric Kazana. I am Malcolm Russell Nelson. And I'm Jacob Brown. And we will see you next time. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Because nothing, I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks my mind is gone. Fuck the goblin.
right, so should we talk about Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about a, let's talk about a boy dying, huh? Yeah. Let's talk about death and the fragility of the human life. Yeah. It'll be great. It'll be a great time. There'll be sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs>